0: Say hello to Joseph Duarte from the uh, Houston Chronicle. Joseph, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Doing great. Good afternoon, guys. How are you? Doing terrific. Hey, let's let's dive into this thing and let's talk about this Houston Cougar basketball team. What a ter- first of all, just what a terrific year that they put together this year.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, well with with the COVID situation. It, it's been an unusual year. Lots of cancellations and postponements, and uh, teams that played half of their schedules and if you're Houston you, you got in 27 games so that's an achievement right there but but certainly to, to be a number two seed that's the highest since the five slamma jamma days of the the 1980s and to be a, a team that's you know just like the one in your backyard being mentioned as a, a team that can get to the final four uh you know it's it's it been pretty uh pretty amazing and they've done so with uh a new cast of characters uh, some returners but uh the constant and all this has been the, the job Kelvin Sampson's done.
0: That's where I wanted to go next. Talk a little bit about what Kelvin Sampson has meant to that program from a credibility thing and just his X's and O's and, and how he relates to kids and all of those all those little intangibles that it takes to build a program.
1: Well, if you want to talk little intangibles, the, the fact that when he got there, uh, he was playing in, a, in an arena, Hawthorne's Pavilion. They, they literally could not turn out the lights in the building because they weren't sure they could get them back on. That's how bad things were. He was embarrassed to take recruits inside the arena, so he didn't. But what he did do was he sold a vision, and eventually they had uh, drawings made up of, first, a state-of-the-art practice facility that he wanted to get built, and then with the money uh, of Tillman Fertitta, who's their who's their billionaire. Board of Regents Chairman and the Houston Rockets owner, they, uh, they had an infusion of cash that allowed them to upgrade the arena, it's called Tita Center now, and, and put that on par with a lot of other college uh, basketball programs. And that was just the beginning. He had to recruit players, he had players leave before they even met him, and it was, it was not a rebuild, it was a complete build. And he goes in, he uh, went 13-19 and, 19 and he'll, in his first season, and he'll tell you he's shocked that they even got that and from there, it's been uh, two NITs, and this would have been the year four of getting to the NCAA tournament if you count last year's cancellation. So it's been a, uh, a really uh, quick uh, rise for the program. And we're talking about a program that hadn't been relevant since those five Slamma Gemma days. And, you know, we're talking that's been uh, over 40 years. So he's certainly brought them back into the discussion and made them a perennial top 10 team and a contender
2: and and there's a pretty unique connection there between coach sampson and the head coach at cleveland state dennis gates has coach sampson talked about that at all with y'all
1: well last time we spoke with uh kelvin was on on sunday and he uh hinted at it but he he wanted uh, dennis gates to be the one to share the story and we in fact talked to dennis gates twice about it and it is it's a crazy uh a way of, of meeting uh, Dennis Gates was a, a 23-year-old G.A. at Marquette and uh, who was coached at the time by uh, Tom Crean, and, and those two, Samson and Crean, are big friends, part of the, the Judd Heath Coat uh, family of coaching tree at, uh, at Michigan State. So uh, Kelvin rolls into town in Milwaukee and had just been named one of the uh, USA uh, junior uh, national basketball coaches, and he wanted to uh, – to have Tom Cream as an assistant, but long story short, at the end of the visit, Gates is told drive Kelvin Sampson back to Chicago's O'Hare Airport. About 75 minute drive, he said he was so nervous, he actually took the long route so that he would have more time in the car to ask Kelvin Sampson a bunch of questions because he's a young guy that wanted to get into the business. He said he was nervous, had both hands on the wheel, but he got him there. They had a great conversation and about a few weeks later there was a package in the mail from Kelvin Sampson, it was an autographed book of Sampson's uh, biography uh, about his time and his, as a coach, and he had a message in it uh, to, for Gates, and as luck would have it, you know, 15, 20 years later, the two are going to be on opposite sides uh, coaching against each other uh, Friday in the NCAA tournament.
2: Talking with Joseph Duarte from the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, I know Houston – it's more so a, a professional sports city, but when you look at all the drama surrounding all of those franchises, the success of this U H basketball team has got to be a breath of fresh air, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and it is hard to, uh, to get up the pecking order the ladder in, in the city because of the pro sports. But if, if sports fans in Houston need a break or a breather, they, they have latched on to the, the Cougars this season. Now, capacity was limited. Uh, because of the virus, but you can just tell that there's a lot more interest in the program. People are familiar with Kelvin Sampson, not only from his time as an assistant with the Rockets, but he's the name that most people know in college basketball. So, you know, you look around town, there's billboards all over town for Houston. In fact, there's one right there in downtown, sort of overlooks uh, the Toyota Center where the Rockets play. Uh, And, you know, Houston's always made, you know, the case that, you know, they're the city's, college basketball program their slogan is for the city and whether it was through the the hurricane a few years ago uh, or the the winter storm uh Sampson Sampson's made it a point to always say it's the name across the chest and they are very involved uh in the city doing things
0: hey Joseph talk talk, talk a little bit about uh, Quentin Grimes and in his story interesting that you know he began his career at KU and and then uh, transferred to, to the U of H and has had a terrific career
1: yeah, and, it, you know, there was some, some talk that, you know, maybe he doesn't come to Houston because what happened was, you know, he starts every game as a freshman, you know, typical freshman year. Uh, but when you're a starter at KU, you know, you, you're a highly recruited guy. But he, uh, he decided to, to throw his name into the, the pool for the NBA draft. And uh, I think KU thought he was gone. So by the time he decides he wants to come back to school, they had no spot left for him. So uh, Bill Self uh, helped him out sort of, uh, you know, in terms of releasing him, and Quentin Grimes started looking at schools, and Texas A&M, Houston were schools that he looked at, and he eventually uh, signs with Houston. So, you know, just to get him that way, and, and it was a situation, Houston wouldn't have had a spot for him if Armani Brooks doesn't decide to leave school early for the NBA, and he doesn't get drafted. So it sort of, you know, worked out where they were able to add Quentin Grimes. And last year, you know, he had one of those years, it was a good year, not a great year, and he did a lot of the off season, and he's just been incredible. Other than maybe two games where he was dealing with a little bit of a foot issue, uh, the guy has been a closer. I mean, he is the type talent that, I mean, once he gets in a rhythm, it's, it's hard to get him to stop. I mean, he catches fire. There have been games this season where he scored 16 consecutive points, 18 consecutive, and in the, the big game against Memphis over the weekend, Boogie Ellis of Memphis is hitting threes and, you know, Quentin Grimes goes down the other side, like the, the McDonald's commercial with Jordan and bird hitting these horse shots, you know, off the wall. And, and it just matches him shot for shot. And, and really was the, the deciding factor in that game guys, the player of the year, he was just named AP all America today, uh, a third team, you know, uh, one with the one of the Baylor guys. And uh, Butler was, I believe a first team or so, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot of recognition this year. And I, I, I we we expect that this is it for him and that he'll probably declare after the the tournament and and he'll begin his professional career.
0: How much did growing up uh, in in the Woodlands and going to College Park High School have to do with him uh, choosing Houston and and being close to home?
1: Oh, I I think that that was the the big part of it because if you look at it, the the last two schools were were both convenient in terms of distance A&M and College Station, but being here in Houston, I, I think, again you start to, to look at Samson's influence, the coaching staff's influence. They have done a really, really good job the last few years of, of landing players. Just the recruiting part of it has, has really uh, gotten off because of the, the, the wins and, and, and the, the, how far they've gone in the tournament. So that was a lot of the factor. And plus, you know, you're right there. Parents can come to every game, and it's, you know, a 25-minute drive or so. So uh, that had to have been a, a huge factor in his decision.
2: Joseph, what are your thoughts on the Midwest region that the Cougars are a part of?
1: Well, you know, they. I think the good news was they, they avoided the, the Gonzaga and Baylor region, which I don't think a lot of schools in this, in this tournament would want it to be in those brackets. You look at after that, they were going to probably get a, a Big Ten team. Most Houston fans wanted Michigan because of what happened a few years ago. Uh, but this this region is tough. It's You know, Illinois is got a couple of guys that are all americans that are going to be a load to deal with but just to get to that point where they would face in a regional final uh houston will probably will will have to go through the the clemson rutgers winner and and then after that you get a west virginia team that you know could cause some problems because houston has struggled this year against the press or you get a a San, san diego team that that is one of the hottest coming in to the uh the tournament but you know you, you guys have seen West Virginia. You kind of not sure which one you, you're going to get. Uh, you know they struggled down the stretch, but all in all, uh, I think this is a second weekend team for sure. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if they got to the Elite Eight this time around. But Michigan's going to be a, a really tough draw uh, if that's the way it goes.
2: How would you describe the pulse in Indianapolis right now?
1: It's different. I mean, you, you've you got protocols now that are in place that uh, you you just don't get that atmosphere. You don't have the people. Well, it's early in the week, but in terms of people being out or, you know, everything, kind of the bustle of, of the big event, uh, you're not allowed in any of the, the, the hotels that are the team headquarters. Uh, they've got to go through the strict protocols. You know, the first two days they were in isolation, had to go through uh, two negative tests just to get out to practice and be able to be in what the NCAA calls a, a controlled environment, and then you have a tournament that we're used to being coast to coast and multiple cities, where it's all in that Indianapolis area. I will say the 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 interesting part will be that the fact that Kelvin Sampson will have to play his first game in Bloomington, Indiana, where <laughs> uh, things didn't quite work out uh, for him the last time. So uh, somebody at the uh, between the TV networks and the NCAA has a has a sense of humor and, and certainly wanted one of those juicy storylines for the first weekend
2: well it didn't fare well for the guy who followed him because now indiana's (laughs) open themselves
1: (laughs) maybe indiana's thinking they could get a quick interview when you know try it again and see what happens
0: maybe so hey joseph thanks so much man appreciate the insight on uh, on cougar basketball we we do appreciate your time today
1: no thank you guys for having me on have a great day
0: that's uh, joseph dorate from the houston chronicle